Hello, and welcome to the Pathmic Psychiatry for Primary Care podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Whitney Landa, Director of Education, and thank you for joining me for our How to Relax podcast. Uh, This podcast is really a follow-up to the burnout podcast because after people listen to it, one of the most common comments I got and something I hear from patients I work with a lot too is, I can't relax. I mean, how do you do that? I took your advice, I scheduled it, and I just can't relax. Um, And it is hard to relax. It's a skill that you have to develop. So today we're going to talk about how to develop that skill. And my first piece of advice is to block the time out more time than you want to relax for. So if you think, gosh, I just need to relax for 15 minutes, try to block 30 so that you can really get into it. And my next piece of advice is don't do this every once in a while. Make sure you block out time on a regular basis, at least three or four times a week in short increments to really practice relaxation because it's not something you can get good at without a lot of practice. And if you bottle it all up, save it till the end of the week, you're not going to have had the practice to make it worthwhile. And you're going to put a lot of pressure on that one period of relaxation you get. That's going to make it really hard to actually relax and get the most out of it. It's also really important to try lots of different techniques and see what works for you. What works for me is not the same thing that's going to work for you. And you don't know until you try it. So if you try something and it feels good and you do find it relaxing, make sure to incorporate it. Don't earn relaxation. So a lot of people think, well, if I just get everything done on my list or, you know, as soon as I feel like I've done a good enough job, then I can relax. But the thing is, relaxation is a core component to doing a good job and to living your life fully. So you don't earn relaxation. It's something you build into your regular routine in order to stay mentally fit. I find it really helpful to have a starting ritual for relaxation. So something you do every single time that you've practiced really well. It's sort of a cue to your mind and body that it's time to relax. And really developing that ritual for five to 10 minutes can really bring you to a state of relaxation quickly and make the time you have blocked off to relax much more productive. And in this podcast, I'm going to suggest a couple things for you to try that you could incorporate into your ritual. So the first is breathing exercises. And focusing on your breath is part of a lot of different relaxation strategies, but there's a couple that are primarily about breath. One thing I like to teach people is breathing in slowly to the count of six, pausing and breathing out slowly to the count of six. And there's something kind of soothing about that sameness of pattern for some people that works really well for them. If you're struggling with keeping your mind from racing and focusing on your breath, something called the 478 breathing strategy might be a better fit for you, where you breathe in slowly to four, hold it for seven, and then breathe out slowly for eight, because you have to focus on that. That's not something that's natural for us to do. And it takes a little bit more brain power to do that can release you from your anxiety. 
Another breathing exercise I really love is called roll breathing. And the way you do roll breathing is you put your left hand on your belly and your right hand on your chest. And I want you to try this with me while you listen as long as you can. If you're driving, please try it later. But you have your left hand on your belly, your right hand on your chest. And as we know, we really encourage people to do diaphragmatic breathing. And in this one, you start diaphragmatically and you make sure that your left hand is raising as you breathe. And then you pull the breath into your chest and have your right hand raise. As you exhale, you want your left hand to fall down sooner than your right hand. So up, left, right, down, left, right. And it's really helpful when you exhale to do in yoga what we call a lion's breath or a whooshing noise. You want to exhale forcefully enough that you hear it. And breathing, as we said, is key to a lot of things. It's very key to meditation, which we'll talk about next. For meditation, practice is so crucial. At first, it's very hard to meditate. It's not something that we can do easily if we're having trouble relaxing. You'll notice a lot of thoughts coming into your mind. So meditation can include these breathing strategies. Again, practice them so they're sort of second nature to you. So as you meditate, when thoughts and feelings come to your brain, you want to observe them and let them go. Sort of that leaf floating down the river mentality. And if you can't do that, so if you find yourself thinking, oh my gosh, I have my 50 online health messages to return to, and I can't believe I said I was going to meditate for 10 minutes. Focus on the irritation, the anxiety, whatever the emotion is, and then try to think about how that's impacting your body and focus on your body sensations. And that might allow you to come back to your breath and the meditation, but try to distance yourself from those cognitive thoughts. If you want to do meditation, but this just isn't working, I really recommend guided meditations. And there's a lot of different apps and resources on the internet to get you started on guided meditations, but they can walk you through it and their voice keeps bringing you back to the meditation. So it can help you get started. The next strategy is using yoga. So I really like child's pose and legs up the wall. If people don't like those, they want something more active. You can give them, you know, downward dog, mountain, cat cows. You want to give them something that doesn't require a lot of energy to hold or people are going to worry they're going to fall over um, or something that requires a lot of warm up. Um, so, for instance, my favorite yoga pose is the pigeon pose, but I have to warm up before I do that or it's really painful. So we want to avoid things like that. They're simple. You can go right into them. If people are huge yogis and they know themselves really well and what they like, then I encourage them to develop their own yoga routine. And again, this is our ritual to go into relaxation. So we don't want it to be 45 minutes long. We just want a couple poses that they can hold that are really going to help them relax. The next one we'll talk about is progressive muscle relaxation. And you guys have probably heard of this. The, the theory behind it is that when we're stressed, we hold a lot of tension in our muscles and it's hard to relax from your baseline. So instead, you create more tension in the muscle 
and then relax it. And you're actually able to release a lot more tension that way. And it really does work. So what you do is you sit in a quiet, calm place and you close your eyes. And I usually tell people to start from their feet or their heads, whatever makes sense to them. Most people pick the feet and sort of area by area in your body, you tighten those muscles for about 10 seconds. It shouldn't be painful, but it should be a little uncomfortable. And then you release it for five to 10 seconds, and then you move to the next muscle group. So I would tell people, you know, you start with your feet and you scrunch up your feet really tight. Then you do your lower legs, your upper legs. I say lower torso and people tend to do their buttocks and their stomach at the same time. Um, For some reason, when I say buttocks, people get a little embarrassed by it. And then you want to go to upper chest, hands, lower arms, upper arms, shoulders. And then some people split the face up into different categories. I usually just have people scrunch up their face really hard and then release it. And then I tell people at the end of that to do a whole body scrunch. So 10 seconds, every muscle in your body is tight, 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 tight. And then you release it. People find that very relaxing, very helpful. If something where you're sitting quietly doesn't appeal to you, you can do exercise. So even if you have 10 minutes, you can do a bunch of burpees or a bunch of jumping jacks, and that will um, help you kind of come out of yourself and let your mind wander a little bit once it's an established routine and you're sort of used to that. You're not putting any mental energy into following it. And of course, there's mindfulness. And we'll do a follow-up podcast completely about mindfulness. But for now, I'll give you a quick mindfulness exercise. And it's your five senses. So you start with five things you can see. You're sitting in your space and you're just picking five things you can see and focusing completely on that. And then you move to four things around you that you could touch or feel. And really noticing the texture of them three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. As I said, all of these strategies are really great and they're easy to incorporate into a beginning ritual. And then you want to practice that ritual over and over and over again till it's so relaxing and such that Pavlovian cue, like, okay, if I do my five to 10 minute relaxation routine, my body just knows, okay, it's time to relax and you will relax very quickly. Uh, My personal one, I start with the yoga poses. I do, you know, the child's pose or the legs up the well, and then I do the breathing and maybe the progressive muscle relaxation. But for me, it's really the yoga pose plus the breathing that's so helpful. Um, I have someone just talking to me today said that progressive muscle relaxation and mindfulness were really the keys for her. Again, you're just going to try them all out, see what really fits you and helps you, and then incorporate it into a five to 10 minute routine and practice, 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 ideally every day of the week. And again, we can always commit five to 10 minutes of our time to something that's really going to help us. So commit that time to yourself and to your own health five to 10 minutes a day. So this routine is second nature to you and you get that great Pavlovian relaxation response. Um, Go ahead and try one 
after this podcast, just one of those techniques we talked through and see how it feels. I hope this was helpful in teaching you how to actively relax. After you do your active relaxation, you can go to a different activity for a longer period of time, either more yoga, reading a book, uh, taking a bath, whatever it is that helps you further that relaxation. Have a great day.